0: Are you ready for a growth spurt? Well, I've got one for you today. One to two times a month, I'll give you a short message that I am calling a growth spurt that will help you narrow in on our focus of the month in ways that are bite-sized and super applicable right away. So let's jump on in. Thank you for joining me today on another Growth Spurt episode. This is kind of a continuation of last week's Growth Spurt. They're both different than normal Growth Spurts because I am doing more of the behind the scenes of what it's like for me to be a podcaster. Last week, I talked all about if I've made money on the podcast, I go through it all with you. I'm very transparent and I share the good and the bad there, and I hope you liked it. This week is more, how do I podcast as a stay-at-home mom? I get into the logistics here as well of what I've sacrificed, what I grapple with, and how it has helped me as a stay-at-home mom to have something at this capacity that has also been messy. Oh, that's our theme, you know. Our theme of the month is progress is messy. Before we dive into the topic, I do want to share a word from our sponsor. It's our Grow spurt episode which means I'm going to share one of my Amazon favorites. Last week I talked about my favorite shark steam mop and this week I'm going to talk about a clothes steamer. This is small, like something you can hold in your hand, you can easily pack in luggage or take with you somewhere where you need it. You put a little bit of water in there, plug it in and it steams up and you can steam your clothes or curtains or anything like that really easily. And I never iron. I'm I really truly never iron and having this little handheld clothes steamer has been so nice because we actually have clothes that look better and it's easier to do and i keep it in my bathroom you don't have to haul out an iron you don't have to haul it on ironing board you don't have to worry about your kids accidentally touching it or anything like that um i will give you warning though it's really hot like steam is hot it will burn you if you put your hand in the steam um venting going on so make sure you are still careful but this is really affordable it's usually around 20 to 40 dollars and i have linked to it in the show notes for you which you can find on my website aboutprogress.com and then go to the growth Spur episode under latest episodes. I hope you like this Amazon favorite. So the other week I did a live on why I started podcasting and I asked what your questions were and I did it another week on a different topic but also related to podcasting and what I heard a lot of questions about um, was how do I Do the podcast as a stay-at-home mom or as a mom, period, and as a wife, and you know, all of that. So Today, I'm going to dig into how I have done it for the large majority of the past two and a half years of podcasting. And I'm also going to share about some shifts that are happening right now and what my goals are in their near future about how to balance both. Now, I said the word balance there, and that's not what I'm trying to portray here because it is messy. This isn't a straightforward thing, this isn't something that I get perfectly done. All the time, but I'm doing my very best to balance the two, and we have grown a lot. And how that has um, played out for us as a family and as a married couple, um, that I'm going to share with you. So just know that this is not a prescription to how you should divide your time between your hobbies and your passions, and your work and your development and your family. It's not a prescription, but it is me sharing what it has been like for me, which is messy. And it is me sharing um, some of the logistics too. So this this podcast of mine and everything by extension to it, the podcast consultations that I do, the progress program, which is small group growth coaching, um, all of that has become a part-time job for me. And last week, I told you more about what I made from that. But I have this weird kind of part-time job that sort of brings in an income. <laughs> that's last week again, and I'm a stay-at-home mom. I do want you to know that I don't take in my mind a higher elite status that I'm a stay-at-home mom versus a working mom. We are all working, regardless of where you are in the spectrum of working inside or outside of the home. We all work, and we work for our families in and out of the home. Um, So I just want to make sure that's clear. I do... Do qualify myself as a stay-at-home mom because I primarily work when my kids are asleep, and um, my work has always taken the back seat to the, my kids. Although that's not every single day, there there is a tug of, tug of war here. Sometimes there's sometimes where it's it's not um, that way, but most of the time that's how it is for me. So I still qualify myself as a stay-at-home mom. Um, This work does take me about 20 to 30 hours a week, um, sometimes more, between all of the extensions of the podcast. And I want to primarily still be a stay-at-home mom, um, but I have also found myself, since I became a mother, always doing something on the side. And like I talked about last week, I've always wanted to work towards something becoming a career, that when my kids all go back to school, I can can have the flexibility of dropping anything and going and being in the classroom or helping a sick kid. And for me that until not going back to teaching. Um, I was a teacher before I had kids. So, I have also seen in my past as a mom, when I did not have something on the side of motherhood, something that was more uh, uh, ambitious or at least bringing an income, whether that was me coaching track, which I did at my old middle school or teaching piano and flute lessons, which I did. And I also um, was a consultant for beginning teachers. When I didn't have those things and I didn't for a few years, that's when I went a little nutty. To add to that, some of my kids have some pretty significant needs. And for me, I know that I have wanted and needed to be there for them throughout the day. And that's also why I primarily want to still be a stay-at-home mom, although I enjoy working. So it can be both. And for me, I enjoy both. And as I have embraced both sides of myself and I have put more ambition in my life again, a little bit more push, a little more learning outside of parenting, and more challenges for myself personally, um, I have not only grown in numerous ways um, personally, but I totally can attest that doing so has made me such a happier mom and way more present. Um, when I have my kid and family time, which is the majority of the day. The other week I was uh, sweeping the floor, probably the third time that day. And as I was sweeping, I had this thought come to mind. I feel so fulfilled. And I had to stop in my tracks for a minute and just think about, wow, that's a pretty big transformation. Because even three or four years prior, sweeping the floor for the third or fourth or fifth time that day, about made me want to beat my head against a counter. I just really had a hard time with the Groundhog Day, um, kind of feeling that motherhood often brought for me as a stay-at-home mom. And yet now that I'm doing more things outside of motherhood, which has entailed a mess, and I'm going to get into that, some of the trade-offs that that has entailed, the sacrifices that have been made, the letting go that that has entailed, as I have done that, I have found more fulfillment in my day to day life as a stay at home mom, and even the most um, in, in the minutiae that that can involve sometimes. So for me, that's how it's played out for you, it might be different. And so I also want to say before I dive into the logistics of how it has looked for me, that there is a time and a season to all things. There are times where you need to be more fully present at home. There are times when you need to be back to work um, and other times where you need to find a mix between the two. There are times for self-development and really focusing on yourself and a lot of self-care. And there are times where you need to buckle down and get things done because that's what your choices are are. That's what your family needs. And that's what you are choosing to do to stand in with them. Okay. So for me as primarily a stay-at-home mom, um, this is how I have categorized my day. And when I say categorize, I mean, I like to have certain hours that I know are quote unquote work hours and the others are family hours, family time. Um, So this is how I've structured my day. And logistically, this is how I, I, this is one of the biggest keys I think that has made it possible for me to do is having more steady and consistent hours that I um, work versus family. And this is always an ebb and flow, give and take a little, especially after I had my fourth kid, um, you know, things, just a lot of things took the back seat and I've gotten back more into this schedule. So this is what my normal schedule typically, typically look like, although it's shifting a little bit now. And I'll talk about that a little later. So this is my day normally goes, I wake up around 5.45, that's when my alarm goes off. I press this snooze a few times. So I usually get up around 6.50, 6.55. I get ready to work out and I post to Instagram. And while I'm on my old treadmill, I um, respond to a few comments and try to do some DMs and then um, I try to sign off and then do my own spiritual study while listening to things um, and I do some strength training while also listening to like podcasts or books that I'm listening to. So that's kind of how I, um that's my me time and it's also a little bit of work time. Then um, from seven to one, it's family time. Um, you uh, that's when I spend time with getting my kids ready for school, getting them off to school, going on walks with my youngest two boys, doing some things around the house, reading with them, doing puzzles with them. I'm not really like a hands-on on the floor playing make-believe with them, but I definitely love doing puzzles and reading and and talking and all those things. And they just love to play. My kids are really good at playing and playing and playing um, without me having to necessarily direct that, which is great. Um, But usually mid-morning, I check on the comments again and try to respond to them um, and then hop on off. So uh, my son gets home from kindergarten around 11.30, 11.45, and um, then I put my two youngest boys down um, around one, and then my son, the six-year-old, Uh, gets himself busy with some toys and playing and make believe or we have a friend over so you can do that. And from one to two thirty while he plays, I I work. And again, that's not a straight one to two thirty. It's usually probably is more like an hour of work, but I try to make an hour and a half of work My daughter gets dropped off from school at three, and then I'm off the clock from three to seven thirty. It's family time. It's afternoon. It's fun. It's reading. It's going places that we need to go to. It's the library. It's the park. And again, my kids love to play, so they just play a lot. And then we do homework. We are not the family that does homework right after school. My kids need some downtime, so we do that a little bit later. Then we all clean together and they get to watch their show either while I'm making dinner or after dinner if the house is all clean. And my husband usually gets home. He leaves for work at 530 in the morning and he usually gets home um, around 5 to 530. So he can usually help um, with the baby while I cook dinner, which is such a lifesaver. We've we've only had that the last year and a half and that is, has changed our lives to have him home earlier. Um, it's been such a big, big blessing And so um, after the kids go down, I usually work between 7.30 and 8 till 9.30. So that usually amounts to about two to three hours during the day, Um, sometimes more, sometimes less. But I also usually work on Saturdays and I think around the clock about this podcast and the community and all the extensions to it. So that's typically my schedule and when I do, I am at my best when I divide my time like that and when I do my best to stay present with what that time entails, whether that's my kids and whether it's the work. And as you could see, I try not to. Well, this is going to come later about what I've sacrificed and what we've changed to make this work better. Because, you know, for a while there, <laughs> my house just became a mess. So let's let's talk about some more logistics first. Um, so how else did I make this work with this kind of schedule? Two summers ago, I hired two um, teenage sisters for my church to act as mommy helpers, and they each came for two hours twice a week while I was home and worked on the show. And you know, here I would come out and in and out and in, and so that usually amounted to an hour to an hour and a half of work. And during the school year, they often come once a week, but there have been months where that has gone by and we haven't done that. Just when different things are going on for them or for us. So, um, some you know that was probably half the year. We have a mommy's helper come once a week, and they just play and play and play with the kids um, while the younger two nap. And she's there for the bigger ones. Um, one of the sisters is there for the bigger kids when they come home earlier from school on Wednesdays, and that's when I try to work then. Other ways we've made this possible is my husband is very helpful and very supportive. Brad sees the difference in me. He knows that I am here. I am actually fully alive and living my life. And he also knows that doing so means that when the kids are asleep, I'm not folding laundry. I'm not washing floors like I was in the past. I'm not doing a lot of the home business now. And so he has stepped up in so many ways there. He was always very helpful, but now he's... Um, really taken on a lot of responsibilities just naturally. We really kind of trade off there. And um, yeah, one of those things is he started to see mounds of laundry after I had my third kid. I just couldn't keep up with it. Um, even before I started the blog and the podcast, I couldn't keep up anymore after my third kid. And, and Brad just saw those mounds of laundry and started folding. Um, and I'm so grateful for that. And Brad has even been cooking lately, too. So we have shifted a bunch there and he has grown a ton. And one of the ways that we've also made the schedule work for us and um, for us is by doing a simple meals at at dinner time. So I have um, some of our go to meals that we love to eat very regularly that are easy to make um, and quick to make and very healthy, um, for the most part. And I did create a, a post for you on my website to share some of those simple meals. Because when I did this live, people were like, what are those quick meals? I need to know. So I wrote a list of them and some of them even include recipes that I, am um, connected to either from other websites or, or posts that I wrote long before the podcast started when I was sharing a lot more recipes when I didn't know what I was about yet. Um, So I've linked to that and you can find that on my website aboutprogress.com and just click on blog and it will take you to that post. You'll see at the top. Also how we've made this work, it's a lot of letting go. This week you heard from Rachel Nielsen of the 3 and 30 podcast, 3 and 30 takeaways for moms podcast. She talked about how for her buckling down on something that she wanted to work on also entailed a lot of letting go. And I really related to that. Me buckling down in my work time means I let go of a lot of things. My house is not sparkling all the time and I love a clean house, but I had to realize that I needed to let go of certain things that did were still important to me, but not at the cost of something that was even more important to me. And I knew the difference that um, was in my life and in my, by extension, my family's life by taking those time that time during those sleeping time for myself and for this work so a lot of letting go has happened in in a myriad of ways and one of those includes my my kids are not over scheduled our afternoons are pretty chill um we have one thursday afternoon that's fairly busy when they have a few classes at a a little program locally like wrestling and ballet one other afternoon we go to soccer and one midday I take the um my 3-year-old to gymnastics with his two brothers to watch. Um but beyond that they are not overscheduled. Most of our afternoons are open and they play and play and um I would like to change one thing though. I I'm, my daughter needs to take some piano lessons. She's old enough for that. I tried to teach her for a year and a half and that didn't really go great. So it's time to get a real person there doing that for us. So that's how I, that schedule has played out for us and worked. But you know, the theme this month is progress is messy for a reason. And the reason I am sharing all of this is to be transparent with you about the mess here. So all of this has still come at a sacrifice. It hasn't been easy and hunky-dory all the time. So some things that I have sacrificed along the way, the past two and a half years of the podcast, I've sacrificed a lot of sleep. And you know, this is something I've been working on a lot. I've improved a lot on the last few months, but for two and a half years prior to that, it's been a huge sacrifice to this. I worked often very late into the night Um, and I'm doing better with that now, I'm proud to say. But some other things I've sacrificed at the cost of doing this podcast and all of the extensions to it, my own personal reading. I mean, you know I love to listen to podcasts, obviously. I love to listen to audiobooks as well. But beyond that, sitting down and reading a book, which is something as a former English major, English teacher, was a huge passion of mine. I was always a lifelong bookworm. And that's fallen to the wayside. I truly, it's not that I don't have time. We can all choose to have how we spend our time. But if you saw that schedule there, I I, I don't really have time for that. Um, and some people have said, bring a book with you wherever you go. Well, I have tried that for many years. And I'm usually trying to make sure one little toddler or other little kid is not going to kill themselves <laughs> by doing something weird. So um that doesn't really work to sit and read, even if we go somewhere. So that's one thing that's fallen to the wayside. Another is watching my own personal shows. Listen, I love Netflix. My favorite thing to do during the week or at the end of the week is to sit down with my husband and eat a bowl of ice cream and watch something on Netflix. So I love that, but I don't, I don't watch shows very often. I do if I do strength training while my kids are around and you know how that works. So that's been a sacrifice, a funny sacrifice. Beyond that, this is a personal development show and you know what's interesting It's a lot of my own personal development, some talents and interests that I have and I want to explore have had to be sacrificed for this. For example, there's a dance class I want to take on Monday nights. I, I haven't been able to, um, practicing my flute and my piano, working on my music and some things I want to do that I'm going to share with you next month. Um, a little more of, which should be fun. That's kind of a teaser for the theme next month. Um, there are other things I want to explore that I have sacrificed. Um, we've sacrificed a sparkling clean home, And also my kids have had to um, step up in ways that maybe they wouldn't have in the past. They've had to learn how to do things at a younger age and um, step up in some good ways, but still that were hard. I've sacrificed time with my husband. I've sacrificed um, staying on top of the laundry. I've sacrificed my face, and that's kind of a joke, but I definitely have aged a lot faster. Um, And that's definitely... In tie with the sleep sacrifice, there. And I think the biggest thing is my mental and emotional health. I have sacrificed pieces of that because, listen, there are times um, with the podcast and everything that goes with it, those consultations and the progress program. There are times where I've been burned out completely. There are times where I have no energy for this or I'm lost in comparison and self doubt. Um, And when I've done that, I have set a deadline and um, to tell myself, and this time, if you still feel this way, you can quit. And luckily for me, each time those deadlines approach, I I forget about them and and I keep moving forward and my energy's back and I get back to um, why I'm here and feeling like I should continue. So that's how that's been. This has all come at a sacrifice. My goal for this podcast, like I shared last week, is that I want this to become a career for me. And because of that, I have some huge ideas that I am working on now that I hope will take that um, that goal of mine into more of a reality. And the reason I need and want to do that is because I can see that um, the amount I am, am working each day, I would like to scale back in my hours. But in order to do that, that means I need to go full throttle for a few months. I talked to my husband and my mom and like my friends, my closest friends about this. And especially with Brad, we had a good heart to heart about the show and the future of the show and the future of about progress in this community and everything, all the ideas I have swirling around my head. And, you know, we looked at each other. I said, this is either the time to quit or go full full throttle. And my husband, Brad, was actually the one who's like, you need to go for it. You need to really go for it because you've worked for two and a half years on this community. Well, actually three if you include me starting with a blog and the Instagram primarily before the podcast. And let's see where this gets you. Um, so in order for me to reach for the stars here and make it get to the point where I can then take a step back, it entails more hours in the next period of time. So I talked to you about my normal schedule before Um. And that's shifting a little bit. So I'll share what that is going to do. Um, so so hustling a little more, going full throttle for the next few months, which entails the summer months, it's going to take more of an investment. Um, so because of that, Brad and I talked about different ways we can take some things off of my plate so that I can then really go after what I am trying to build here so I can then scale back later. So here's what we've done recently to um, try to outsource different things and and to have other things step in to help me. And the first is a house cleaner. Every other week, um, we've only done this three times so far, but I'm going to stick with it. It's been a learning curve and I've actually learned I'm way more of a perfectionist than I thought I was still. so um, But we're having a house cleaner come do all the deep, deep cleaning every other week so that I can focus on doing the day-to-day cleaning with my kids instead of like cleaning the baseboards and dusting every surface and cleaning the um the fans and the blinds, like all those things. I love a clean home, like I've said. And so I see those things and they stress me out. And when I, even when I choose to put other things ahead of it, it still bothers me. So this is something my, my husband was like, let's let's go for it. Let's see how it works. So we're trying it every other week. Also a big change which has been such a blessing is a babysitter. I am I've just hired a babysitter for the summer and she is coming 3 days for th- 3 days a week for 3 to 4 hours at a time. And my mommy helper Uh, girls um, will also come another two hours a different day of the week. And this is usually when my two littlest boys are sleeping. So the babysitter and the mommy helper will um, primarily play with the two oldest and sometimes the three-year-old when he decides not to take a nap. So that's been a new thing. And I have to tell you something. I truly feel like I was led to this babysitter, which is huge for me. You know, if you listen to my faith crises episode back in November, that i i have been praying for a long time about how to make this happen this summer i it's so hard to come by a babysitter where we live it, where we live it would probably cost uh, well just i'll give you a ballpark here like 20 to 25 dollars minimum an hour to hire from care.com which was not something i could do but this lovely girl who's in a nearby church is home from the summer from college and she is fantastic and really truly a big answer to my prayer. And another change that we're making is my husband is continually continuing to pick up my slack. I mean, this man just comes home and and rolls up his sleeves and we just go after things to to make our household function and our kids happy. So with those shifts in mind, I have been working a little more. Sometimes it's now four hours a day. Sometimes it's up to six. Um, You know, especially if I work at night still, which I am. Um, So I shared a recent day in the life post for you. Somebody wanted to know what that looked like. So last week, one of the first days I had my babysitter, I recorded what that day looked like and how it was divided between family and work time. And it was a pretty heavy work day. Um, so that's not really my norm, but I'm just going to share that with you anyway. I made a little video for it and a post that just lists the schedule. And you can find that on my website again, progress.com, and then click on the blog and you'll see that there. So that's some of the shifts we've made here. And now I just have some takeaways for you of of what I hope you are getting from this. So it's not just a big, hey, here here's what I'm doing. Um this is why I'm sharing this and what I hope you can take away from it. One is doing what fills your soul doesn't mean it feels awesome all the time. I'm going to say that again. Doing what fills your soul doesn't mean it feels awesome all the time. Going after this podcast has been a huge passion work of mine and I truly love this work. I could work on it all day. I could easily work 10 hours on this and still enjoy it. And and that's amazing. But also doing it doesn't feel great all the time. It entails stress. It entails work. And it it entails all the messy feelings that come with putting yourself out there and and failing and making mistakes all the time. For for example, this is my second time recording this episode because after I recorded the first time, I realized I did a pretty bad job. (laughs) So I had to just sit down and re-record. It's not awesome all the time. But that doesn't mean it's wrong. That does not mean it's wrong. The next thing I hope you take away from this is being a whole woman for me and maybe for you also entails that my family and your family need to grow in certain ways that perhaps you and we don't expect. And that's meant some of those changes that your family needs to make in order to better support you and step up to the plate in ways that you can't do all the time all and all that well. So I hope you can take stock of what things in your life you can get more help in and ask others to step up in the next thing i want you to take away from this is change is good this change all the transformations we've had as a family how we've grown together and and how we've transformed in the workload and who does what it's been hard but it's been good for us too it's been both so change is good and it's also hard <laughs> but it's ultimately better than what the status quo was. And finally, doing your best to lean into your time and season is very healing. Listen, we all have times and seasons. I said this at the beginning of the episode. I know some of you out there don't really feel like you have as much of a choice about what your season is. Perhaps you are a newly single mom who is navigating a really rough time and having to do things you did not want to do, to take care of your family. And it's it's a very difficult season. For others of you, maybe you're adjusting to a new member of your family. For others, maybe you would love to be a stay-at-home mom, but you can't, or vice versa. You know you need and want to work, but it's hard to figure out how that can play out for your family. And others of you are single and would love to um, be married with children. All of our seasons entail hardship and struggle. But doing our best to lean into them, I think, frees us up to heal in the ways we need to and grow in the ways we need to, too. I had someone write to me a few weeks ago, and they were remarking about the episode I did with Dr. Jennifer Finlayson Fife last month about choosing happiness. And when we talked about that, we meant more about um, owning the choices you make. And one of this... um, Woman's concerns, and it was very well written and very respectful. So I appreciate her and I love what she said. But one of her concerns was that our message um, felt like it was saying that women need to lean outside of motherhood. And in some ways, that was part of the message. It was how can you grow internally? And how does that maybe change how you do things externally as a family and um, take some time away if you need that? But I know Jennifer has had to have her seasons too, where she has, uh, said no to her dream job to be home with her children. She'd shared about this in other episodes. Um, her son was diagnosed with autism and she knew that this is what he needed and that's how she wanted to step in for him. Um, and I've had the same, I've had similar things too. Maybe I don't talk about it a lot on the show, but I have had similar situations to that, um here's what this woman said that I thought was especially interesting and applicable to all of us. She said that as she, um, took stock of her motherhood, she realized that her hobbies and her work that she was passionate about. Some of her work projects, um, That she was doing from home were actually serving more as a way to distract herself from motherhood and to numb herself from the hardship that motherhood entailed for her. And boy, did I understand that. I completely understood that. And she said that as she learned to scale back in these ways she was numbing herself and escaping from motherhood and instead lean into it, she was able to find her stride as a mom and find the happiness that motherhood entailed for her. And I loved that she shared that because that is. true. What works for one person is not going to work for you. Take stock of your time and season and decide in your your own way and in your own time what you and your family needs um, in order for you to thrive. And this is where it's a tangle. It won't be dry cut for any of us there's always a give and take. It's always a mess to grow and step into your power and be who you want to be, and also not sacrifice yourself with or not sacrifice your family. It is hard. So um, I just wanted to give you a little insight to one of my conundrums behind doing all this. I've told you I love it. I could work all day on it. But here is one of my recent conundrums. Someday. Some days I really feel like I'm ready to just, quote unquote, just be a mom. Sometimes I really think about that. I mean, this has become a part-time job and I love it, but sometimes I wonder if I'm ready to stop now. So what I've decided is that this is on the table for me. This is on the table for me to decide in the fall if I'm ready to step back or if it's now working in a way that I can scale back in the ways I wanted to with also making this um, more financially worth it for my, for the work I'm putting in. So that's why I'm hustling now to see if it can pay off literally and figuratively and with the goal to scale back more so that I have that time to invest in myself and in my husband and my family And if we don't get there in the fall, I'm going to give myself permission to step back and lean back into being, you know, primarily and like 95% of the time a stay-at-home mom. But also knowing me, I know that I am more fully myself when I'm also being stretched. So even if I do end up stepping away from this podcast, which I honestly don't have plans to right now, but I have permission to, um, for my, I've given that permission to myself. If I step back, I'm also going to still have to find ways that I can be stretched outside of motherhood in other ways that still make it so I can show up as a full person. Well, that's kind of the end of what I have to share for you today. I do want to remind you um, to submit your Dear Progressor um, soundbite, which will be our next week's episode. I so love hearing from you. And so what else I want to say to you is that you being here makes this podcast possible. This community has been the biggest benefit to doing the show, and I feel so Grateful for each person who writes to me, who shows up in the comments, and who shares this show and who even writes reviews too. Thank you. Thank you to all of you. And one last thing this is the last week or so for you to submit your application to my progress program because there is where I love to connect with women personally and help them navigate what their season is right now. And I do my best to help them lean in. To their season in a way where they are still full, fully themselves and showing up, and working on themselves, and by extension, blessing all the areas of their life. So you can find how to submit your application to that program um, at aboutprogress.com/dear or not dear progressor, sorry, aboutprogress.com/progress-program. And a little sneak peek that is going to shift in the coming months. So this will be the last month or two, or maybe a little bit longer. We'll see where you can work with me and that small group setting of usually around five women only. So don't delay that. I would love to have you for my last few months of doing it the way we have, which I've loved and valued, but that will be, will be shifting soon. Okay, so next month we will make our growth spurts um, go back to their normal short and bite-sized ways. I hope my intro there didn't mislead you. Um, And join me next month for that because we'll be back to doing those things that I hope help you in those easier to digest ways. Thank you so much for being here, friends. And remember, life is about progress, not perfection.